or bad? Change is inevitable. Most people need some sort of guidebook to navigate the changes for personal growth. Welcome to A New You with Liz Tupling. Now there's a show that helps you through your personal transformation by providing answers, anecdotes, and tips that work. Now, here's your host, Liz Tupling. Hello and welcome. It's a new day and you're listening to A New You with myself, Liz Tupling on Voice America, the Empowerment Channel. As always, folks, wherever you are in this big wide world, I hope that you and those you care about are safe and healthy. It's a balmy 38 degrees here Fahrenheit in uh, Michigan, so I'm hoping that wherever you are, it's a little bit warmer and a little bit more comfortable, but we're going to roll with it here. The sun is shining and tulips are starting to pop up, so all is well. And depending also on where you live in the world, um, your world might be opening up just a little bit. You know, maybe there's some loosening of restrictions or some gradual reopenings of activities and businesses in your community. So maybe just some loosening of things. And and that's beautiful. As long as we're safe, um, we welcome that. And while all of this is underway, these rapidly occurring changes, many people, and I'm sure you're very aware of this, are still reeling from the fact that this whole thing even happened that it even took place. So apparently now Corona um, and COVID is being referred to as a hinge event. People are comparing it to the great depression. They're comparing it to nine 11. And for so many reasons, it does seem to be in, in the category of a great depression, a nine 11. Why? Because it's shattered people's sense of reality, the reality that we knew. Think about the time period that that um, that was post 9-11 and just the adjustment and the trying to wrap our heads around what really happened. We're about to enter that phase, this post-COVID phase, and so many things are changing so quickly. And the byproduct of all that change tends to be a symptom, if you will, Um, which is this inability to discern what is true or what is truth. So think about this, folks. On a daily basis, the average American is exposed to approximately 5,000 advertisements, 5,000. So you take that number and you add in news, social media, opinions, commentaries, editorial content, you name it. It can be a virtual information storm for people on a daily basis. And this is where things get really tricky and for some people downright anxiety provoking. Why? Because each time we try to integrate new information into our already jam-packed database, we slowly lose touch with us. We lose touch with the voice within, the wisdom within, or what I like to call our own truth meter. Some people flip it and they go over to the converse and they call it their bullshit meter. I'm going to call it truth meter. So, and you you can refer to it in whatever way makes sense for you. But as this happens, the very core of us erodes just a little bit and we slip into confusion and we slip into decision paralysis. So, what I'm going to share with you today is a simple three-step process for finding your way back to truth. It's really your truth, okay? It's your ability to quickly dial in to the awareness within that may have, over time, been diluted with all the messaging that we're talking about, with all of the, this is what you need to be doing, this is what you can't be doing, this is how you need to stay safe. You go grocery shopping, you need to wash your groceries afterwards, you need to keep them outside, you need, you can't bring them into the house. There's a lot of things There's a, that people have bombarded with, a lot of messaging. But what I'm picking up on from the people that I'm um, working with and clients and just even in my own personal life is something that is getting lost. It's you, it's me. It's the people that we're close with, and we're getting more and more each day out of touch with the truth within. So sharing these three simple steps with you, my hope is, is that it will create that footprint, that roadmap, that, that, um, that template that I love to do on a new you for you. Just give you the tools to finding your way back to the truth, the truth within. As always, folks, it's really important to be mindful of and and to take into consideration 
of, you know, the local and the state authorities in the areas that you live in and the ways that you are being asked to keep yourself and others safe. Please don't disregard all that information. It's very, very important. There is no doubt about it. We want to maintain the integrity and the well-being of the greater good that we've been talking about for months now. But while we also take in the message of these external authorities, I'm suggesting that we create balance in our lives and that we, are, we direct our attention to the internal authority. So there's the balance, taking in what the external authorities are telling us and sharing with us and how they're advising us, but balancing that with the internal and the inner, th- inner authority that's always been there. It's always been there. It's that very accurate, intuitive and perceptive voice within. You may not be aware of it. And again, it may have been diluted or put on the back burner for, you know, a couple months while we've been in this really, really unique time, but it's always been there and it hasn't gone away. I want to help you rediscover it today. So it's that voice, that perceptive voice, who we know from past experience has the capacity to create great peace and calm within all of us when we access it and when we honor it. And we're going to talk about those things today, accessing it and honoring it. So let's jump into step number one in locating your truth, being your truth, listening to it and choosing it. Step number one is this, folks, be willing to receive Sounds really simple, because it is. Be willing to receive. So check in with yourself for a minute and ask yourself, what does that mean, willing to receive? Um, It's a huge topic. A lot of people talk about it. It's discussed in in the metaphysical world, in the New Age world. It's it's certainly discussed in our field of psychologists and counselors and therapy. It's the idea of receiving in this context, in the discussion that we're having today, really connects with awareness, willing to receive awareness, are you, and being conscious of truth. So allowing in truth, it all starts with being willing to receive it. So what's the correlation? What's the connection? Being willing to receive truth directly correlates with being willing to receive awarenesses, perceptions. Some people call them downloads. My, my guest in the last couple of weeks, Jerry McLean, has explained that he's received downloads and they've been very, very powerful for him. Big chunks of life-changing, life-altering information. You've received downloads. Maybe it's a knowing. Maybe it's just a quick fleeting knowing. It's a, a thing that you're perceiving. You know, when, when you're sitting in a, in a cafe or at a coffee shop or a restaurant and you're aware that someone is kind of looking at you in, in your peripheral vision... You're aware that they might be glancing over at you. You are perceiving them. You are receiving that information. So you do this all day, but you probably don't know it. But receiving information is part is step one for the reason that it directly correlates with awareness, with consciousness, and being able to take those perceptions in as truth. But for many, receiving is or it represents a space of discomfort. Check in with yourself on that one. Are you uncomfortable with receiving? When someone pays you a compliment, do you take it and say, thank you? I appreciate so much that you said that, that you're honoring me. Or do you shift the attention back to them, create a distraction, do anything that you can to avoid receiving that compliment? Check in with yourself on that. Some people are very uncomfortable with receiving. That is a big state of, or represents a state of discomfort. It's not where they like to function. They're more comfortable giving or even controlling the direction that things are flowing in. But if you think about it, it doesn't create a lot of ease in accessing what is true for us. If we're willing to receive the information in the first place, there's the ease right there. If we're not willing to receive, it stands to reason that we're going to have a difficult time accessing what is true for us and to us, okay? So, being willing to receive is really important. 
So what we're talking about is developing those muscles. There's two muscles that I that come to mind right now as we're as we're discussing this. Two muscles, the muscles of being receptive and perceptive. Okay, and those are two really important capacities in accessing truth. In in the world that we're living in right now, there is so much change, so much information, such a high volume of stuff that the ability to adapt, okay, and we're a really adaptive species, but we may have been outnumbered on this one or outpaced or out, you know, the volume is too high for us to keep up with. So, you know, what I'm talking about is just knowing your own receptive and perceptive capacities, okay? Because when you align with the energy of receiving, you will then align with the energy of perceiving, and that's super powerful. When you receive the information, we're going to call it truth, you perceive it, and that's going to be step two, in a way that, that is unique to you. It's how you take the information in through the filters and lenses that you operate with. We'll get to that in step two. But let's just talk about receiving and perceiving capacities. We want to be in alignment with that energy. And it's, it's something that you, you can practice. It truly does not take a long time to develop this muscle. In fact, I wouldn't even put kind of a time frame on it. It's just so important that if we're willing to and want to be the energy of truth and we're desiring it, it's just really important to factor these two things in. So it's the same thing that, you know, when you, when you align with perceiving, receiving and perceiving, you align with the affirmative and definitive place of knowing. Okay. So knowing right there in that moment. So be willing to ask questions like, what could I be willing to know, be, perceive, or receive right now that could change everything about this issue or question for me? And after the break, we're going to talk about a concrete example that some of you, I'm sure some of you have dealt with during COVID and dealt with, you know, being shelter, um, living in the shelter in, in place space. But, but, um, but just that question of what could I be willing to know, be perceive and receive right now that could change everything about this issue or question for me? Or simply, what could I be aware of right now that if I were aware of it could create some lightness for me in this situation? Okay, and I fully credit these questions and the inspiration that these questions bring to the founders of Access Consciousness, Gary Douglas and Dr. Dane here. They are incredible teachers, incredibly wise, and just profoundly potent, powerful beings. So I encourage you to check them out, accessconsciousness.com, and really, really deeply dive into, um, you know, their messages. And obviously, you can find them here on Voice America, just really potent, powerful, beautiful beings. And they've inspired me to be the energy of question. And in the teachings of question, I've learned this is where spaces open up for us. This is where expansiveness is. And so, we find truth in those spaces when we go into question. So, the last one that I pose, what could I be aware of right now that if I were aware of it could create lightness for me in this situation? It's so, so powerful because not only does it take you out of this, what do I do? Oh my gosh, if I choose this, if I choose that, you go into, you know, disaster management, takes you right out of that and it allows you to make something a priority, which is lightness. Okay, so go with that question, write this down. What could I be aware of right now that if I are aware of it could create lightness for me in this situation? Any roadblocks, barriers, Anything that's getting in the way of you achieving awareness through that question is removed in the instant and the moment that you ask the question. A lot of those obstacles, if not all of them, are eliminated by you being willing to ask the question and be the question. That's what we call kind of the mechanics of clearing. Okay, so shifting out those obstacles or moving them out of, out of the way so that they're no longer a roadblock. Every time you're willing to be the question, ask the question, then you are willing to open up to something different. When we get back from the break, we're going to, to talk about question number two or step number two in this process, which is really um, staying in the space of question, but it's also going into a very, very, very quick and I'm not even going to call it analysis because that's that's actually way too deep. But a quick question kind of answer um, exercise of 
what is this situation? How is it coming through and in my radar and across my radar? And is it reading light or is it reading heavy? And we're going to get into that after the break because it's a really, really important question for all of us to be in when we're trying to find our way back to truth and be in the space of truth. So I appreciate you listening today, folks, and I'm just in the space of offering up to you what could be the road um, forward and out of all of this for you so that as you step out of some of these restrictions and limitations and walk into an opening that is available to us now that you truly, truly are becoming the invitation to a new you. We're going to take a quick break. As always, if you're vibing on what you're hearing, please reach out to me at Elizabeth at MySoulGrowth.com um, or find me at Elizabeth, or sorry, find me at MySoulGrowth.com. I look forward to hearing from you. Please always know that you can reach out to me and we'll talk to you after break. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. We're on Alexa smart speakers and connected devices. Hey Alexa, play Being Here podcast on Apple Podcasts. Try it now. The White House doctor makes house calls. Listen every week for House Calls with Dr. Connie Mariano. Dr. Connie has served as the White House physician under three U.S. presidents. Now she joins the Voice America Empowerment Channel to help you enrich yourself physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Our guests will include professionals from a variety of fields who will bring you tips that you can apply to your own life. Listen for House Calls with Dr. Connie every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. On the Right Road with host Paula Phillips has arrived at Voice America. With remarkable heart and realness, this popular program brings inspiration, ideas, opportunities, and help to teachers and parents around the globe who work daily to guide kids on the right road in school and in life. Join the Right Road family of kindness, uplifting, and support. Tune in to On the Right Road, live every first and third Sunday at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You need to live up to your full potential. You've heard that for years, but now there's a channel to help you get there. Introducing the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Our listeners have told us that they want to be motivated, hear about success stories, and positive encouragement around the clock. And we've responded to you. The Voice America Empowerment Channel is the home of the world's top life coaches, entrepreneurs, and success experts. Listen to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's here at voiceamericaempowerment.com. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. You are listening to A New You with Liz Tupling. To reach the show today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send an email, send it to Elizabeth at mysoulgrowth.com. Now, back to A New You. Welcome back. You're listening to A New You with myself, Liz Tupling. And this morning, we're talking about truth. And we're talking about the process of you finding your way back to your truth in a, what we were talking about earlier, a very complex and confusing time with a lot of messages being um, directed at us and uh, just a lot of needing to sort through you know, what is fact, what is fiction. I mean, there's a lot of conspiracy theories out there. There's a lot of just theories in general because we're humans and we want to make sense of everything. And we love to know the why. Um, but I want to caution you on that one, folks. 
one, we may not actually have access to the why. And two, you could die trying. Trust me. I mean, there's a big price that we pay sometimes to just get to the bottom of the why. Um, so, and I understand I was scientifically trained and in many ways as psychologists, we are scientists. And so no one more than any of us really are interested in the why. And that's how I was analytically trained as a psychologist. So the why has historically been really important, but you know, the further I I move along this path of life, I, I've stepped into this awareness that why leads to a really, really big mind screw sometimes because you can go in six different directions with something and really not end up at the place that you want to end up, which is choice possibility. Okay. So, you know, so taking you back into truth and utilizing some of these tools that walk us back into truth, particularly in the time that we're in is so, so potent and so incredibly powerful. So as we, just before the break, we were, we finished up step number one, to walking yourself back into truth and finding truth. We're, we're still staying in the space of question, but we're going to put this into practice with something that's an example that's relevant in our lives right now. During COVID, during shelter in place, during all of these different paradigms that we're living in, we're making different decisions, right? So, you know, we're not making the same decisions and choices that we were five months ago. We simply aren't. So I'm going to use an example just for the purposes of demonstration. Um, and it's an example that comes to mind. Many, many of you have possibly tossed this one around or struggle with it. And I know I bumped up against it during um, shelter in place. It's just a simple example um, and question of like, should I actually be getting carry out food right now? I mean, if, if you're like me, you're doing all your cooking at home and you get to a point where you're, where by about, I don't know, Friday night, you're kind of done being, um, you know, your house being the diner and um, whomping up all the vittles, as they say, for everybody. So you contemplate that idea of carry out. People have points of view on that. So you ask yourself, is it safe? Should I be doing that during this time? Is that okay? And so what should I be doing with that? So let's apply the tools that we're talking about to that question. So what you can do in a simple situation, like, should I even be getting carry out during a time like this? Go to the space of, does the idea of getting carry out read light or heavy for me? You know, we've talked about this on the show before, but I really want to put this into play with what we're talking about um, and, and just in the context of truth. So go to the question and use this example. Does the idea of carry out, getting carry out, read light or heavy? This is where I want you to just quickly check in. And when I say quickly, I mean quickly. Don't spend a lot of time on this. Because when you ask yourself that question, a lot of people, when, and I do this in session all the time, someone will come into the session with a question like, oh, I'm really struggling. And, you know, I've played with this in my mind and toyed with this, this choice I have to make at 2 a.m. And I don't know what I'm doing. And I'll say, hey, let's just simplify this. Let's go right to something really quickly and let's check in. Does the decision that you're toying with read light or read heavy? And so here's where some people can go off the grid a little bit. They can go way up into their heads and they can mind screw it to death. Okay. And they go into the, what we call the head trip. It might be fun on a mushroom trip, but it's not. Prob- it's probably not going to get you where you want to go and where you want to be in the decision-making process. So tripping recreationally could be a really good time in the decision-making process. It's going to keep you at ground zero. It is not going to take you where you'd like to be, which is in a definitive affirmative space of choice. Okay. So, so let's keep this example in mind, the carry out example, and let's break this down even further. So something comes up heavy for you. Okay. It's more than likely, and I use this term heavy, it's more than likely going to feel like a drag on your energy. You're more than likely going to feel a little on edge. You're going to feel trepidation. You're going to feel uh, cautious. And most of the time, there's a little anxiety mixed in there. That's what I'm talking about when I'm referring to the idea of heavy. So pay attention when you ask this question, does this read light or does it read heavy? Pay attention to your body in these moments. Is your body tense? What are you aware of? What are your shoulders doing? 
What are you aware of? What does your posture look like? What is your face doing? Is your jaw square and tense? Okay. Because, I mean, how many of you actually grind your teeth, not when you're sleeping, but when you're awake and you find maybe you're not grinding it, but you're clenching your jaw and you have headaches from it or migraines from it. If we're, if we're going to go into awareness around something like that, that's, that's a temperature check. That's your body's barometer saying, dude, you're digging in. You're in a space of, of, um, of heavy. Okay, so that's what heavy means. It means that when you bring up the question and you contemplate what you want to do, who you want to be, what you want to, your next step, whatever it is, the carry out example, it's the, if it reads heavy and that's your first hit, that's where where your intuition and your perceptive capacities take you and your body is on edge and the shoulders are up, it's heavy. So be honest with yourself about what you're perceiving. Some people have incredible and I mean incredible, it's impressive, capacity to tolerate and to adapt to discomfort. And when I say impressive, I mean they have dealt with some horrible circumstances over their lifetimes, major traumas. And so, but in the process, they've developed these incredible capacities to tolerate and adapt to discomfort. If you grew up in an abusive household, if you grew up with, um, with, folks who were actively engaged in substance addiction, dependency, or any addiction and dependency, you probably developed incredible capacities to adapt to and tolerate discomfort. That's how you survived. So if you are one of those folks, you want to pay particular attention to to step two here um, because you may not navigate it in, until you practice this a little bit here, you may not navigate it at first with ease because your inner awarenesses are geared to the adaptive capacities of, I'm not sure and I'm pretty unconscious as it relates to discomfort and stuff that doesn't feel good. You might be pretty unconscious around that stuff. And that, and that is really the case with people whose comfort zone is discomfort. And more than likely, you're not aware of that. So that brings, that, that brings us right up to the space of awareness and asking yourself, once I'm aware, once I've tapped into something, okay, um, what am I going to do with it? Okay, so if it reads heavy, are you going to discard it? Are you going to let go of it? Are you going to move on from it? Choice is yours. Conversely, when something reads light for you, it's going to immediately, immediately have a quality of freedom within it. There's no edge, there's no, oh, or, or there's, there's none of that. There's absolutely none of that. There's no heaviness attached. And so, you know, in fact, once you tap into light and you acknowledge it as your truth, most people find, and I've watched this with people, I've sat with hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people. When, you, when I walk them through this exercise of does that read light or does that read heavy? And if they stumble upon the awareness that something reads light, I can usually see them breathe and they actually exhale. Why? Because they're stepping outside the internal dilemma and the battle of decision-making, of choosing, of evaluating, of trying to be perfect, of never, never, ever, ever being, you know, quote unquote wrong. They're stepping outside that. And once they step outside that, welcome to breathing. So be willing to ask this question, does the idea, we're going to use this example of getting carry out during this time, read light or read heavy and apply it to anything. And again, don't go up into that mind bender space. Don't take the elevator up 32 floors and get into the the oral arguments of your head. It's not going to lead you down the road that you want to be. And I guarantee you, if you practice this, it won't take very long. In a short amount of time, you'll be able to access What is true for you? And remember, what is true for you is your truth. It may not be someone else's truth because we all, we all experience the world through very unique and distinct lenses and filters. So everyone has their own fears and some of their own anxieties and they all have their unique histories. Be an allowance of that. Allow them to be in that space uh, that, that they inhabit. But your space is your truth. Okay, so 
going into the question of does this read light or does this read heavy, practicing that, playing with that tool, it's really, it's fun. Just try it with simple things that you can ask yourself just around the house or when you're out for a walk that you're thinking about. Any small decision. You know, when you think about going back to work and walking into your office or where you've worked, ask yourself, does that read light or does that read heavy? Play with it. Going grocery shopping, going right into the store and not doing curbside pickup. <laughs> does it read light? Does it read heavy? Just, just play with this stuff. It's there for you to play with. Okay. And it also sets you and puts you into this and on this trajectory of finding your way back to truth. Okay. And so let's go into the final step, number three. So you've been willing to receive information. You've been willing to perceive information through asking questions like, does what I'm considering read light or heavy? So now let's be willing to choose your awareness. Okay. So choosing your awareness, what does that mean? It means, and, it, and there's, a, there's a differential that I really want to stress. It means being the difference between just being aware and choosing. So we can be aware of a lot of things and we can perceive a lot of things. Um, I, I, I sit with clients all day and they'll say, yeah, I'm aware of this and I'm aware of that. And, you know, and so then I, I usually in a very compa- compassionate way, I'll say, great, cool. You know, I celebrate your awarenesses. That's awesome. So now what are we going to do about it? What are you going to choose? Because that's the next step. You're aware. Something red light? Great. What are you going to choose? Something red heavy? What are you going to choose? And so, you know, when this starts to really, when you start to function from this place, it does pick up speed of space. You will find that your decision making, the grind to get through decisions, it's gone. You will find also that your capacity to perceive and receive goes through the roof. Okay, and you will also find that your old self-sabotage scripts start to go to the wayside because, yeah, you have those. I have them. You have them. Everybody has them. So think about a time where you absolutely knew what was light for you. You absolutely knew what you wanted to do, needed to do that would take you to your end game. And you didn't do it. Okay, think about that. Think about that time in your life. Think about the excuses that you used, um, the awarenesses that you actually cut yourself off from, um, the the internal rhetoric of, I don't have enough information, so I just can't make a decision. So be willing to call bullshit on yourself. Be willing to, to go into the space of question. And be willing to ask that question that I always ask, and, I, and we talk about it on the show all the time. What else is possible for me? Because self-sabotaging is a script, and we learn from the best. We might have come from families where self-sabotaging was a coping mechanism, or it was a defense mechanism, or it's just the family story. Well, it's, as we all know, it is the BS story. And so self-sabotaging oftentimes is tied in to and very aggressively to the inner critic. And we're going to talk a little bit more about the inner critic after break. Um, but it's also tied into perfection. And so I really want to extend this roadmap for you to take you out of that space of self-sabotage, to take you out of the, well, I really want to do this, but I can't, and blah, 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 blah. I really want to extend the pathway out for you and illuminate it for you. And we're going to get into that after break as we continue the discussion about um, step number three. But we're, we're also really focusing our energy and directing our attention right now to decision paralysis. That's what we're talking about. Because it's difficult to find our way back to truth, to being truth, to accessing truth, to receiving truth, if we want to stay in a state of paralysis. That's a tough one. So, you know, we want to, as much as we can, take that, as Jerry, my guest Jerry McLean talked about last week, the arrow that goes outward. And I loved his, his, his whole rendition and his concept of arrows and where we direct our attention. And I'm going to borrow it, Jerry. So shout out to you, but I'm going to borrow the concept of arrows, 
arrows, sorry. And so we want to bring it inward. We want to bring the, in, the, the arrow from the external and everything that we're being told back to ourselves and go into the inner authority. And, and step through, three really embraces the, the contact with the inner authority and also completely, completely um, immobilizing that very active inner critic the very active, you can't do that, you're going to screw up, mess up, you're going to be a mess. So um, after break, we're, we're really going to kind of break that di- inner dialogue down. We're going to tear it apart and we're going to get rid of it because it may have become your best friend. Um, and, and when it does, it, it, it's not going to serve you well. So you can choose other friends, folks. I know you can. So um, we're going to uh, go to a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to continue our discussion of the final step of finding your way back to truth and choosing it, listening to it, knowing it, perceiving it, being, receiving it, all that good stuff. So um, we'll get back with you after a quick break here. We're on Facebook, along with some of the greatest minds of the world, and that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. Things Worth Considering, featuring host Gord Riddell, is a program that's all about connections. The connections we make with our families, our workplaces, friends, and others around us. It's also about connections to ourself, spirit, feelings, and stories. Let us connect with you each week to explore what we are and what we can be moving forward. We can overcome the obstacles that stand in our way. Things Worth Considering airs live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Empowerment. Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. Join host Marla Goldberg each week for guided spirit conversations. This show puts you, the listener, in touch with some exciting guests. Hear how they've helped others and find out how you can help too through Marla's charity shoutouts. Are you ready to shift your current life experience? We've got tips, tools, and techniques designed to help you get started. Guided spirit conversations can be heard Thursdays at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Empowerment. You need to live up to your full potential. You've heard that for years, but now there's a channel to help you get there. Introducing the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Our listeners have told us that they want to be motivated, hear about success stories, and positive encouragement around the clock. And we've responded to you. The Voice America Empowerment Channel is the home of the world's top life coaches, entrepreneurs, and success experts. Listen to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's here at voiceamericaempowerment.com. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to A New You with Liz Tupling. To reach the show today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send an email, send it to Elizabeth at mysoulgrowth.com. Now, back to A New You. We're back and you're listening to A New You with myself, Liz Tupling. And we're talking about the truth within and we're talking about listening in, to that truth and honoring it. And earlier, um, before the breaks, we were talking about receiving that that truth and perceiving the truth. And now we're talking about choosing it. So I'm asking you, the listener, to to go within and to just just check in with self. How do you make your decisions? How do you choose? And do you choose? Um, you know, and it's difficult. 
Aaron and I were my producer and my absolutely just, I adore this guy. I just love, I've not met him. He's in Arizona. I'm in Michigan, but I adore you, Aaron. And we're just having a quick chat at the break about, you know, the, the isolation that we're all feeling, the lack of contact with others, the, just that social um, sense of the connection that we feel when we're talking to our loved ones and friends and laughing and experiencing all that joy. And so, you know, during this time, we've had a lot of choices taken away from us. And so, you know, and, and when in history, it's been many, many years, have we had that amount of choice in the interest of our own safety, albeit, but that amount of choice taken away from us. And it's human nature. And Aaron and I were just talking about it. it's human nature. When someone tells you that the choice has been taken away from you, you want it more. I sense, or it really hits you hard. I mean, these are freedoms that we were used to, that that um, living in this country and living in North America, we had become accustomed to. There are many freedoms and liberties that have been taken away as a result of COVID. Me personally, I can't cross the border and see all of my family in Canada. You know, and there's days where I I, I can roll with that. I'm good with it because intellectually I understand the reasoning behind it. There are other days where it breaks my heart that I can't get over the border and see my 89-year-old sweet dad and all of the people that I love back home in the Toronto area. That's tough. You know, so um, and so we kind of become used to choices being taken away from us. And so things are opening up again. Things are reopening. And that's why I feel it's really important for all of us to re-exercise that muscle of choice and to know that it's not a lost. It is there and it's important. It's a use it or lose it situation with choice. Okay. Cause because it it will always be there, but we can get rusty. And so, you know, when we went through the, the step number one and step number two, the knowing and the perceiving of information and being able to get that read, is the choice light or heavy or is the information light or heavy, you know, and moving through this process. And I think that you'll discover that you can come out of that rusty thing and understand that you do have choice. You do have possibility. And, and before the break, we started to touch on the topic of sabotage and self-sabotage and for all of us, if we were saboteurs, we were doing it long before COVID. But it is a factor in all of this um, in terms of finding our way back to truth, being the energy of truth, and then choosing it. Where people get stuck is in this decision paralysis thing, and it's tough for them. And that's where I, in my work throughout the day, you know, in working with clients, if I sense uh, um, some struggles or challenges with self-sabotaging, you know, I, I take the point of view of let's just shift this person and see what they can, they can invite in. Um, and oftentimes where it gets difficult for people to invite in something different or to ask a question of how they could be different is because they have that inner critic. They have the, oh gosh, I can't, what if I choose something different than I've always chosen? Um, but, and, and it all goes south, okay? So my suggestion is, is that, let's put the inner critic to bed. The inner critic is that voice, the niggling, niggling, really disruptive voice that takes us out of choice. And it's important more than any other time in our history to adopt and embrace the energy of choice. So let's put the inner critic to bed because the inner critic is like that friend that you've been out at the bar with that got way overserved, And you know that if you don't get them out of there and you don't get them home to bed, they're a ticking time bomb. Some crazy shit's going to go down in that bar and, and it's not going to be a pretty thing. So that's what the inner critic is like. Put it to bed, get it out of the bar, get them home, the ticking time bomb. It's very similar. If you have an overactive critic, you know what I mean. You know that it seems to be this thing that's just always this ever-present thing that says, are you sure you want to do that? Is that a good idea? Have you thought about something else? Have you blah, blah, blah? And it is just, it goes around and around and around. It's the part of you that judges all of your decisions, all of your choices, keeps you stuck in decision limbo. And so the longer that critic sticks around, it's like the overserved guy in the bar. The more crazy shit is going to go down. So try asking this, folks. Try just going into question again. Try this one. What do I know 
that I am pretending not to know or denying that I know? Just ask that question. See what opens up for you when you ask that question. What do I know that I'm pretending not to know or denying that I know? I have seen and and watched Gary Douglas and Dr. Dane here talk about this question and reference this question many times. Even just hearing them pose the question to the listener, open something up. It's always, it's always shifted something energetically for me. And I hope that it does the same for you in just hearing it. What do I know that I'm pretending not to know or denying that I know? When we pretend and we deny, guess what we're doing? We're sabotaging. We're going into that bullshit stuff that we like to go into that is about the excuses that I can't do it and I don't know how to do it and I don't have enough information and I'm not sure and I'm blah, 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 right? So that's a load of crap because that's, that all stems back from you pretending not to know, you denying that you know. So if you can ask, what do I know that I'm pretending not to know or denying that I know, it directs your attention right back to truth, your truth. Okay, when I say your truth, I mean right back to the true source within you. It takes away all of the narratives, all of the jacked up stories about what you think that you don't know, and it brings your attention to what you actually do know. It's kind of like when I, on other shows, when I've asked you to go into the question of what is right about this, not what is wrong about this. Same thing, directs your attention back to what is really working in all of this. Okay, so it's like it's a way of narrowing and filtering through all of the crap and going right to truth. Truth is what is working, what is right. What is wrong about this is usually some other jacked up narrative and story. So let's make sure just through questions that we redirect our attention And as my guest last week, Jerry McLean, said, take that arrow, the outward arrow, and direct it back to you and go inward. So go right to source. Source is you, or source can be your connection point with the universe or for any other authority out there, um, meaning universal authority, your consciousness, or whatever you call it, God. You know, you have connection points. You receive information from this beautiful universe. Go to those, go to those, those, uh, go right to the well of information. Be willing to receive it, perceive it, and direct your attention to it because that's where truth is. And again, it's not about what other people are saying. It's not about what the news is saying, what your neighbor's saying, what Facebook or YouTube is saying. It is about you and it's about you being an allowance of what is true for you and choosing it. And if you choose it, Here's the thing. If you choose it and it doesn't quite play out the way you wanted, choose something different. Just choose something different. And in the world of consciousness, this is talked about quite a bit. And and I love the fact that it is. Because in traditional psychology, the way many of us therapists were trained, we're taught to go into the analysis and the whole breakdown of why you're choosing the way that you're choosing. And that's okay. But you know what happens in all of that? People start really judging themselves. If they weren't already judging the hell out of themselves, they really start in that moment in time. And that's where the inner judge and jury shows up. And so I love taking, love taking the judge and jury out of the equation for people. And I love opening them up to just looking at a choice that maybe didn't work out so well as just an experience. And so some, somebody might say, well, I'm frightened of making a mistake. I don't like to choose because what if I make a mistake? And I'll say, okay, cool. But do we have to call it a mistake? Or did you just have an experience? Or would you just have an experience if you chose something that didn't quite work out so well? Is it really a mistake or is it just an experience? And you could look at it like it's an experience that you're willing to have that sets you up to choose something different that otherwise you would not have chosen or even considered. But for the fact that you made this quote unquote mistake and it sent you down another road so that you could have an experience that otherwise you wouldn't have had. I don't know, but I'm thinking there's a win in there. There's a big W for all of us. 
And it's the way we frame it. It's the way we perceive it. So it's really, really important when we're in this space of finding truth, going back to truth, accessing truth, going within and being with truth to really, really filter out the, the, the critic, the judge, the jury. There's no space for them, my friends. There's no space. The allowance that we can have for ourselves is where the power is, is where the potency is. Because when you're in allowance of you, you're in allowance of anything that you choose. Even the stuff that after the fact, you kind of go, well, what the fuck? That really wasn't what I wanted. Okay, fine. Choose something different. It's not a mistake. It's an experience. It's an experience. And so as you walk throughout these remaining days until we open up into the new reality that's out there for us. We're not quite certain what that reality really is, but start, start to go back to what you know, what you're aware of. Start to go back to question, go back to the energy of being questioned and of being truth. It's always within. You don't need to go too far. You don't need Google Maps. You don't need Waze. You don't need anything. It's right there within you. So set your compass for it. Go to it. Be it. And as you do, I celebrate all of you as you find your way in this truly, truly complex and ever-changing world. And I celebrate you as you embark on the path of receiving your truth, of being your truth. It will always, always, always take you down that road to a new you. It's inevitable. And throughout all of this, throughout even the limitations and the restrictions, and now in the reopening, in phases and stage, stages, there, there you are. You'll always be there. And you'll hopefully, and my hope for you and my prayer for you is that you're always there in truth. Well, a new you friends, it's always a joy and it's just, there's just so much gratitude that I have for all of you in being able to spend this time with you. So until next time, make each new day a creation of a new you. I'm Liz Tupling and this is a new you on Voice America, the empowerment channel. Thank you so much for tuning in this week. A New You with Liz Tupling can be heard every Friday morning at 7 a.m. Pacific Time and 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have a life-changing week.